Hey guys, welcome back to Business Casual. I got my favorite person with me today, Lisa Winnie. And um, today we're going to talk about something that, in my opinion, is a true tragedy. And the tragedy is why is being broke looked at as being so cool? Hey, Lisa, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I cannot complain. And this topic is interesting to me. So I, I would love to hear a little bit more about the backstory around it, because I have a whole different perspective of people that I know that thinks the complete opposite. <laughs> cool. So for me, this topic came up because um, a couple of my friends, we were having a discussion and the, the um, discussion led us to, we were talking about rappers and how mm-hmm. they promote this lifestyle of just over being super rich and just throwing all of this money around. But when you peel back the layers, a lot of them are in serious debt and are mm-hmm. very broke and will probably go, they're not establishing any wealth for the future. So a lot of those cars and things that they bought early on become liabilities that soon destroy them. And one of the other things that I remember is that being young, it was so cool to be the guy who was just spending their money recklessly on like shoes, clothes, and not building any assets or taking that money and learning a new skill or really establishing yourself and it seemed like if the the cooler you were was the how bad you could spend your money it seemed (laughs) you know oh yeah I mean that that definitely is a a really great topic because I know growing up for me not necessarily being broke but being the cool person and being quote-unquote the stupid person for some reason what made you the coolest. I I don't know why people thought that when I was younger, but I think that not necessarily for me, being broke is not the part that's okay. I think the perception of wealth or exhibiting acceptance among other people is what's the cool part. But I think internally, knowing that you don't have the money is not a good thing so in talking back to those rappers they're going to keep this facade up this perception up that they have money they would not want anybody to see their books they would not want anybody to see their bank accounts to see that they don't own any of those cars they're all leased and they don't own a house the house is either given to them by the record company through an advance that they have to pay back by the way and a lot of the stuff is it, they don't keep it very long. So I don't think it's, for me, is necessarily happy about the broke part. I think it's more so just the incompetence of not realizing that you can only keep up a facade of wealth, but for so long before you're found out. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Yeah, I, and I, you know what? This topic, we might have to, to re-name um, it as something more along the lines of why is it okay to value a poor mindset if that makes sense 
you know yeah. where whereas I, I just because even like you said when we're younger it was cool to skip class you know it mm-hmm. was cool to be the person that oh man I don't know that if you know that you a nerd and it's like they're asking you a, a the teacher is asking you a basic algebra question <laughs> you know what I'm saying like they're not even like the stuff that the cool kids would deem as you being smart is just oh I pay attention in class I come and I'm here doing what I was sent here to do which is learn and it was always about what can I do to buck the system uh, to kind of reroute how everybody else is thinking and be this cool independent person which when you grow up you realize that person really isn't independent Um, that person what they're doing is they're trying to be accepted by as many people as possible you know yeah and then you realize not only are they trying to be accepted they were never cool like it was never cool even back then it was never cool because when you grow up the people that I know for me that I look back on and was like, wow, you really were amazing. We're the ones that were getting all the awards. We're the ones that got accepted into all the colleges. Those are the people that you really want to be, you know, like. But even today, because I work with disadvantaged youth, it seems like the the people that are the most disruptive, they, I'm not going to say, I don't believe anyone is stupid, but the people that perceive themselves as not knowing, oh, I can't read that. I don't know what that is. Like the jokesters, the ones that, do that all the time are still the cool ones and so this mindset of creating this facade to get acceptance is not a new one and we all know where it stems from it stems from the fact that because it's mostly poor communities especially people of color that usually end up with this mindset and it's just trying to create a level of value because you have been taught opinion I think a lot of that stem from trying to create value when we couldn't get value and so stuff became yeah that's where I think it comes from or it at least where it stems from and um one of the craziest things that this new generation with social media um that I'm seeing is the the Instagram model this this person is so influential to the youth because when I see the stories that are starting to come out like of course in the beginning of the Instagram model it was like oh she's just a cute girl she wears clothes she does her makeup she posts this that and the third but now we're starting to see I don't know if you heard about this story. I, I got to think of her name. I'll put it in the description. But okay. this woman, she took $50,000 from a manager who was investing in her brand. Mm-hmm. And she was so narcissistic that she thought that his $50,000 investment into buying her clothes, um, you know, hooking her up with sponsorship of like Fashion Nova and these things she didn't pay him his 10% after the money started to roll in when oh, wow. he met her she only had like maybe I want to say 
25 to 40,000 followers. And mm-hmm. in, over the course of two years with working with her, he got her to over 600,000 followers. And she was able to secure brand deals with like Fashion Nova, um, a bunch of those like um, tummy tees, and, you know, the the Instagram model starter kit type thing. Okay. And she was able to start making, I want to say between ten to $15,000 a month. Oh my goodness. And what a lot of people didn't realize was that her whole glow up was funded by someone else. It wasn't you know, her posts were like, I'm hustling, I'm out here doing this, I'm out here doing that, you know, Chanel girl, blah, 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 you know, uh, we only wear Burberry to swim, and it's just like, that image that you're putting out of being rich, but when he, when he, he, he went ahead and exposed her and showed her, showed what she looked like before and after, because before her, her glow up happened, she had all her edges were completely burnt off from heat damage she had a regular body he ended up getting her plastic surgery she got a tummy tuck she got a butt enhancement she got her breast done she got face stuff done so he literally hurt his investment turned her into a person that was on the level that instagram needed her to be in order to get her these sponsorships and and start this life and later on she tried to come and say that he didn't help her and but he had he had wild receipts on (laughs) you know everything but it's like i saw so many women so many men in the comment section like you so powerful you're this you're that and they're giving praise to somebody and they don't really understand that this person wouldn't even be this if they didn't have help, if they weren't funded up front. And it's it's this whole facade of I'm rich, I'm successful, but truth be known, she's she's another rapper. She's actually in debt, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that's it's sad. And I think, I mean, it's always been keeping up with the Joneses since the beginning of time. But I think that in this modern era, kids have really been deceived. And so on social media, it's even worse because you can only put out what you choose to put out. You t- and so the, like, the best parts of a person are not things you can see. They are things that you cannot measure. And that's why people don't tend to gravitate towards those characteristics because it's hard to measure, you know, something you can't see. So I, I don't know how to necessarily get this new generation to understand that, but there's gotta be a way. There's really gotta be a way to reach them so that they understand that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it starts with everybody as parents really focusing and paying attention more to their own kid because mm-hmm. what I've seen is a lot of parents and my, my wife she works in the school system they expect the school to really teach and build the character values in their children Like, and I just think that's a flaw because it's basically like saying government raised my child and however they turn out well it's on you and 
our our biggest investment that we'll ever have in life is our children because they will take our heritage when we die the empires that we built go to them if we didn't we spent all our time working and letting them be raised by the internet and school we can't be blamed that if once we die that generation sucks up that wealth going on online balling out for people that they don't know and they realize oh dang this money wasn't going to last forever there was if if i didn't learn to take care of the money as much as it looks big in this bank account right now no matter how much money you have it can all be spent and i don't think you know i don't think kids are learning that i agree and i would up the ante i think it's not just about the parents um teaching the kids i think it's about investing in the parent because one of the things that in investing in yourself one of the biggest things that hurts children is that the parents never fully recognize the benefits that they have they never fulfill their dreams and it does a couple things for the kids one it teaches really poor habits two you have a child that you will be some parents and i've seen it because i do work with parents and children that are envious of what the child has done so then when the child gets to a certain point the parent doesn't want to help the child i've also seen where the parent becomes so attached to the child that the child cannot necessarily live their own life so what i would say is the parent must invest in themselves first teach the child through exposure of how this is done so you know you instill and pass down these wonderful things but you also have to make sure that you don't neglect yourself because you will also pass that behavior down to your child and it will be this constant cycle that you never reap any of the benefits of the reward you put out and that's not how life should be so we don't want that either so you want to be able to create a world where you are creating value and that's one of the reasons how you create that value where your kids don't need to ball out of control because you understand what value you bring and the only way you can do that is by really investing in oneself and if the child sees how much you can love yourself they will love their self themselves because they know one they came from you if you are that awesome and they you pass some of that down to me by golly wow I, I must be an amazing person so you know with all the self-hate because a lot of it comes with self-hate trying to fulfill this dream that you can't it's because there's not enough love, self-love. There's not enough of it. And wow. that's what I truly believe is some of the issues that we see. I, you know, I love that point because like you said, you can't even help anybody if you if you aren't in the position to help yourself. You know, like the kids learn more from your actions than your words. So you can tell them all day. Yeah, so it it me as necessary for parents to continue to grow, continue to learn new skills, and be that example for the child that learning never stops. Because I believe so many times we get stuck in maybe um, our dead end jobs or our careers hit a plateau where we're good. And the child doesn't see the struggle, the growth, the growth anymore. It just, oh, money just comes. This 
and that's life and that's how it's going to be until they're exposed to being an adult and kind of understanding that everything changes day to day you're never going to be at a place where everything is just great forever like there's always going to be something that comes to where you need to be planning on being better than you were the day before yeah i i agree with that 100 percent. and i i think we also need to allow for our children to see like you said the truth the honesty of how difficult it, it can be or it is to maintain um hopefully you're not struggling i mean some of us are but hopefully you're not because if you are then you probably need to reevaluate some of the things that you're doing in your life but you we need to let our children know that there are struggles there are going to be ups and there are going to be downs because if you don't you do create this level of an atmosphere that creates children that think it's okay to be fake and that's where a lot of this stems from i'm not saying that you can't get plastic surgery if you want it i'm not saying that you can't you know have the hairstyles you want but it becomes a problem when you live a fake life because you can't keep up the fakeness at some point you're going to be exposed especially as you age so it's easier when you're younger to be able to kind of keep this fake lifestyle going but as you get older it is very difficult to do and so we need to teach kids that you're gonna age you're gonna get older so you do need to be able to prepare for things in life and not just show what you have on your back right now it's patience is a virtue so it's okay to not have it now so that you have it later yeah and I think perception in this social media internet world is such a monster because the perception that you can give off may not be what's really in your heart and I know growing up a lot of times we wouldn't know just how bad I wouldn't know how bad my parents were struggling you know and not even just uh in a financial arena because my father he made you know really good money as a as a as a mason but then there were down periods where during the winter time and it's a blizzard outside you can't you know you we don't have that that money that level of money coming in and it puts strain on everybody and it's unhealthy when a lot of times we just lash out at the children or the parents lash out and you don't know why everybody's on edge and you ate an extra bag of chips and you drink you eating up all the chips what's wrong with you, <laughs> you know? yeah. and it's like wait a minute you know be real let your child know hey right now we're in a struggle period pitch in help out if you can do less do less if you can do a little more help out so when it's good times again they can be like oh wow you know what i'm saying i'm so glad there's an abundance you know but when we shelter our kids from every single thing that's going on and we always trying to make it look like oh no nothing's wrong everything's fine uh, it's okay we do breed these type of children that don't understand struggle. So when they're hit with it, they're like, wait a minute, my not, my life isn't like little Wayne. Like we ain't gonna just be balling 24 hours a day as hard as we can. And uh, you know, I, I can never go without the next newest thing that this marketing company is trying to 
lean on my emotions and tell me I need I, I don't need all of those things every single time and it's like no like at some point you have to understand that saying no is a virtue <laughs> like, yeah I agree with that in, in all aspects of life saying no is an amazing thing I, I agree with everything you just said I think that parents need to teach children about the struggle not just from a financial standpoint but if you are emotionally not doing well it's better to talk to your kids about it because really a lot of this fake in front and you know thinking it's cool to be broke but you pretending that you're rich comes from more so of an emotional place than it does an actual financial place. So the reason why you're spending money usually is tied to something emotional. And that's why it's this new thing that's out there, financial social work. A lot of people don't utilize financial social workers and they should. So basically what they do is they look at your your history and your backstory of your life and they find out where this spending habits are coming from. And so it can kind of like attach it to something so that you can create a plan in order to change it. And a lot of it does stem from an emotional place. Like you're not just buying a closet full of shoes just to be buying a closet full of shoes. It's usually because you didn't have something. Either you didn't have the acceptance and love from your parents, so now you're looking for acceptance and love from everybody else to say, oh, your shoes are amazing. Or you didn't have any shoes, and so now you're like, I gotta have as many shoes as I can. Like, it's coming from somewhere. And so I think we need to make sure that our children and our children's children know about the emotional impact that just being a person can have on your finances and your self-esteem. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. It's really more so about self-esteem, trying to pretend that you're something that you're not in order to get acceptance from, yeah. from other people. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Like, the one thing that um, the Bible says is where you lay your treasures, your riches, is where your heart is. And I think so much can be found out by just looking at your bank statements and, fi and figuring out where most of your money is going. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes when we, like, I know I, I'll go a long time without maybe checking exactly where all my money is being spent. And then I'll take a look at the past three or four months and I'm like, oh, wow, I must was really sad. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> like, oh, I was really trying to entertain myself. Like, I did I really need to go to the movies that much or you know it's it's like what our finances can tell us about our emotional health isn't taught you know like we don't really see that the person who's going out and spending all of this money at every happy hour it's not that oh I just like having fun why are you at that happy hour why are you spending all of that hard-earned money <clears throat> right out the window every weekend when you know you want to take a class to get a certification that could better your your life but you're like well I just need to blow off some steam so I'm gonna just go do this party it's like there is an emotional reaction that's making you do it and a lot of times that goes into what people post on social media like if you if you look at what most people post on social so I think when we look at what people post on social media 
we should look at it in two parts. We should say, okay, surface level, I see what they're saying, but what's happening on the deep side of that? Because a lot of the times that girl that's posting that picture and she's looking and it's like, oh, I'm just having such a fun, cute day. Here's a here's a post. Sometimes I would I would I would say, man, maybe she's feeling very insecure today. Maybe something happened to her and she's just looking for some attention. And it's the same thing with the guy who is, yo, look at my Range Rover or you know, look at my Gucci belt or look at my uh, hotel I'm in right now. And it's so it's so lit. It's like what's really going on <laughs> like, do you feel empty right now like why why do you feel the need to tell people this um do you notice that lisa i do i i see it all the time and it's funny because like i i actually will see stuff that people post and i'm like i know you like i know that's not what's going on right now like i've seen you like come, come on in come on come on so i agree with that i think we do reevaluate why people are posting things and I think look at it for really for what it is I mean you don't have to admit, say it to them like hey I think you're feeling down today like because you're going to start a whole thing but at right. least from the perception of you of knowing why they're posting it so yeah. now you're looking at it so it doesn't make you feel less than which a lot of young people I feel like and millennials so that would be us as well kind of do because we get down on this when in actuality everything is not what it seems so just taking a step back so i i absolutely agree with that yeah and i'm just wrapping up today because this has been a good a good little quick little conversation for the for the viewers I just want to say that when a lot of times when I'm looking at social media with all of this knowledge <clears throat> that I've been like researching and understanding emotional intelligence more, I'm starting to look at social media and I get sad because I feel like I'm looking at a lot of mental illness play out on the public stage <laughs> that a, a bunch of people are probably going to regret later on in life when more is required of them but I just I, I just want to leave the viewers with the next time you look at a post or the next time you're about to post and you want to give off this certain perception or you're looking at the perception that somebody tried to give off take the time to kind of think okay what's really deeply going on with this person and what's really deeply going on with me before I post and ask yourself do I need to get help you know uh, because mental illness is really running rampant in our society and social media is pretty much one of the biggest causes of it I agree with that I agree with that and if it's not a mental illness it, it you definitely still can have emotional problems so I agree with you 100% if you are feeling that go talk to somebody Please go talk to somebody. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Business Casual with Miles Brown and Lise Winnie. And we'll see you next time. Peace.